Hello and thank you for joining us today. With us today is Omar Kulka of Corny Digital. Cornies are reinventing the fashion industry. They're driving change at an incredibly fast pace. Omar, welcome and thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you, Debbie. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Omar, with our first question, could we start with a brief summary of your career so far? Um, so I'm actually, I've been with Cornet for a little over 10 years now. So I joined Cornet in 2011. Um, before that, I was in a completely different industry. I, I started from R&D and then moved to marketing and business. Um, and I was actually um, very technological in the, in the semiconductors industry. Um, and I stumbled upon Cornet um, serendipity, I would say. I don't know. Um, it started, yeah, uh, a little over a decade ago. Um, I was I was looking for uh, for a different path, and um, something about Cornet caught my attention. And I think it was um, something very essential. Um, it was it was it was more than just the company and what it does. It was just um, um, where it is in 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 the overall um, um, ecosystem of everything. And um, what really caught my attention and, and really um, grabbed me was the fact that Cornet um, back then were set on, on a very, very important junction between two, not even industries, two, uh, let's call them industries that are fundamental for humanity. One is textile, which, you know, has been there for forever, um, and the other one is uh, is printing, which pretty much defines uh, humanity in its modern form. So, for me, sitting on that juncture of uh, textile and printing was really what attracted me um, um, the most at, at first, and this is how I came uh, came up to be at in, you know in Cornet. So, I've been in Cor with Cornet for the past uh, almost um, you know, ten and a half years or so, um, and I was both lucky and privileged to be a part of the amazing journey that um, uh, we've experienced so far and looking into the future again from starting uh, a lot smaller than, than we are today with a, with a smaller vision as well of printing and textile and, and growing that vision as we see the market evolving around us, our customers evolving around us and, and us evolving as well uh, to become something um, much bigger, much larger and, and, and much more valuable and, and with a with a much bigger impact. So I guess that would be me. Omer, technology is evolving at such an incredible pace and so much has changed over just the last 10 years. Would you say that there is now a critical appetite for change within the industry and also that your technologies, which are constantly evolving and constantly innovating to offer new solutions, are now, you know, well primed to just massively disrupt the fashion marketplace. Yeah, absolutely is. And and the reason for that is again because we see we always strive to look at the bigger picture. And it's not about textile and it's not about printing and it's not about all of that. It's about um who are we as people, what what do we expect, what do we want? And once you strip down everything and you understand that it's Mainly, it's about the core values of self-expression, and people want to self-express themselves. And what better way to express yourself than fashion, than the way I'm dressed? Um, you really can like follow the ev the evolution, not of textile, not of printing, not even of fashion, but really of of humanity. And once you follow the, you know, the the core and the fundamentals, 
then what you need to understand is, okay, so what would be the derivative for my industry, for my market, for fashion, for decorated apparel, for printing on textile? And um, this is how we look at it. We look at, at, um, at a very broad picture. We look really at a vision that is much larger than who we are. And then we strive to become who we need to be in order to um, to bring that vision to life. And this is why, yes, this is why we evolve. So yes, we do evolve with the marketplace. I'm not sure if it's with the marketplace. It's We do evolve with the evolution of the world around us that everybody sees. I mean, all of us are evolving this way on, on our personal levels, right? We're talking right now in Zoom. I, I don't think we would have thought that this would be a, a valid interview 10 years ago and when you know, with that journey started, um, not even probably four to five years ago. So I think that th- that evolution is all around us. And, and what we're trying to do is trying to, to, to understand what are the core fundamentals of that evolution, how that translates and reflects on fashion and how we can um, help in that transformation. So this is why we're always evolving based on what we see around us, but in our uh, marketplace and in our industry, we're always ahead of the curve. We always uh, stay before uh, things are getting uh, where they need to get because we're actually trying to bring um, our customers and their customers and everybody to where they want to be and the way, where they need to be rather than where they are right now and trying to, you know, uh, to cater or to serve current needs, but rather future needs. Yes, definitely. Omer, your technology is definitely visionary as opposed to being prescriptive. There's no doubt about that. For those people listening, um, Omer, who may be new to Cornic Digital, could you give us a walk through the markets that you currently serve and how you've disrupted the status quo with Cornic Tech so far? Okay. Um, so again, the markets that we serve are actually changing quite rapidly as well. So we'll start where, uh, well, I guess we'll start from the beginning, right? So we started as as a printing technology company, okay? So what we do, uh, well, from day one, what we did is we did digital printing on textile. So from day one, we had a, one leg in textiles and, and the other in digital printing. And that was our the beginning of our journey and in the beginning of our, our journey was all about the trans the digital transformation of textile printing so apparel printing moving it from analog to digital um with all the you know the upsides and the downsides of digital transformation that happened in so many other um you know verticals and different uh markets um and even in different uh print segments so again the move from analog to digital and this was our um this was our journey for a very long time. Now, somewhere in the middle of that journey, um, there was a big shift, and that big shift be, um, was driven by e-com. Basically, when we started, um, nobody bought apparel online because it just didn't make any sense. Because you, you don't buy apparel online; it's something that you need to, you know, to touch, to try on, and and it doesn't make any sense. In the past few years, people have been not only they started purchasing apparel online, it became the biggest category online. It, it, it became the biggest and the fastest growing. So it was just an amazing speed in which um, buying clothes moved from brick and mortar to e-com. And that created a completely new um, 
ecosystem, okay? So if in the first phase, our uh, customers, I would say, were textile decorators or textile printers that were very tech savvy and advanced and said, you know what, I'm going to move to digital to, you know, to be ahead of the pack and to, uh, to keep myself uh, competitive ahead of the curve. Um, in the second phase of, of our journey, when e-com started booming, um, suddenly our biggest customers were not textile decorators. But there were actually IT and e-com players that say, you know what, we know e-com, we know how to do that. Apparel is a super lucrative and super attractive vertical. Let's let's dive into that vertical, and um, and that opened up a completely uh, different. Um, market opportunities for us and i think our customers changed dramatically and our customers customers changed dramatically um if in the past most of of our customers were really b2b customers right now we have b2c customers and we have b2b2c customers so um it hasn't only changed um the need for a, a different need for our value proposition it changed our position in the market and this is a part of our journey we moved uh, our customers actually moved us um, in, in our journey on on the value chain, and and this is where um, I guess the, the big jump uh, took place. Um, and the last chapter is actually something that took place during COVID, basically. So what happened in um, in 2019 is that well, 2019 started normally, and then everything flipped right um and, and everything turned on its head um for actually when you look back for a pretty short period of time for about two months or so it, it started mid to late march and then suddenly something happened mid-may or so and in the second half of 2019 mm-hmm. so after like that screeching halt at the beginning of the year in the second half of 2019 we saw a huge shift in the market and basically what we saw is we saw a very clear split of, I would say, the pure e-com players versus um, the other players uh, in the market. And suddenly we saw a, a surge in the market. And we got a very interesting view of the market there because basically because of the shutdowns here and there, we got to see like uh, an A-B testing of demand and supply on the market that we could have never had any visibility of, of, of such large-scale experiment. And then we understood that the market shifted dramatically and changed dramatically. And, and, and when you see a change or a shift so fast and so radical in the environment around you, you have to adopt and you have to kind of like rethink who you are, who you want to be, and what is the position that you want to, you want to take. And this is when we, we decided to take a, a completely different um, position than, than before and we understood that instead of just riding the the wave and, and understand that we need to position ourselves that the trends are in our favor and uh, we succeed based on those trends we understood that we can actually play a much larger role in the transformation in the digital transformation of the fashion industry as as a whole um, yes it's it's ambitious but but it's there and, and, and connecting to the beginning of our conversation, this is how we look at things. It's like, how, how big can we dream? Uh, how big our vision can be? And then step-by-step, step, how do we make it um, into reality? And this is where we really changed our, uh, our mindset. Um, and instead of just you know, providing technology um, and in, in, in sort of a transactional 
you know, manner, kind of like normal B2B concept, we understood that we need to create something uh, a lot bigger than that. And this is when we started thinking about ourselves as enabling an ecosystem or an operating system for that digital transformation. And from that moment on, we really broadened our, um, our promise and our proposition and offering um, really to become the operating system for on-demand sustainable fashion. And that means that we need to enable a lot more applications, a lot more verticals and a lot more um, areas within that entire ecosystem than we did uh, before. Um, and that took us on on a journey that is, is very much different than before. Um, we're venturing very, very strongly into um, software and data. And, um, and now we're talking about another layer that we're adding of virtual fashion. Um, so again, if, if you think about the entire journey from a printer sitting in a print room of a garment decorator all the way to really understanding what creators need in order to create virtual fashion that will live only in the virtual world and will, and will never find um, uh, will never find itself being fulfilled in the physical world. Um, I think it's 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 a crazy journey. But again, if you zoom out and you look at it from above, and you're saying, you know what, it was on demand and sustainability from from day one, and virtual fashion, it's on demand and it's sustainable. So it's it's a long journey but i think that the vision remains the same it's just it gets bigger and bigger as the world evolves Omar, we do seem to have reached a moment in time where so many technologies have aligned to offer as you say a new operating system for the fashion industry could you tell us more about corny fashion week please yeah okay so um I think Cornet Fashion Week LA was really kind of like the embodiment of what we just talked about was about um, what is the role that we need to take in the industry. So, hey, we're a technology supplier when you're ready, come to us or no, we need to come to the industry and, and really, you know, join forces in order to make this transformation um, um, more effective faster and, 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 and better, basically. Um, I think that the key there was exactly that. It was about how do we embed ourselves within the fashion industry to actually drive a change from within? Because, you know, there's a limitation if you come from the outside and say, hey, guys, you've been doing this uh, all wrong, you know, all these years. And if you shift here, then all your problems will be solved. It's, you know, it, it, does, it has you know, a limitation about how much merit it has. And I think that embedding ourselves within the fashion industry was one of the key challenges for us as a technology provider from the outside. Um, how do we become a part of this in, of this environment, of this uh, amazing industry that has so many um, challenges, but bottom line is the most amazing industry ever because it allows people to express themselves with the most, you know, in, in the most intimate way. Um, and fashion is, is not about nice clothes and this is what we need to understand. Fa fashion is a platform that reaches so many people in the deepest layers possible because it serves a really um, basic uh, um, need and, 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 and want. And this is why we wanted to do something that kind of like puts all that together. So we put together this platform uh, that we called Cordite Fashion Week. Um, we started in Tel Aviv, by the way. We piloted here, uh, you know, at home when we can um, 
manages things a little uh, a little better. Um, and then we did a collaboration uh, around uh, the New York Fashion Week. But then we created our own platform, which we thought is is a must if we want to actually advocate for an alternative. Because if you advocate for an alternative, then prove it. You know, prove that there that alternative is a viable option and a viable alternative. And this is what we did in LA. So what we did in LA with the Cornet Fashion Week, it was all about sustainability, but in the broadest uh, meaning of, of the term sustainability. And the broadest mm-hmm. uh, meaning of the term actually sits on, on three different, rests on three different legs. It's economy, it's society, and it's environment. Okay, when everybody says sustainability, it's environment. But then if it's not sustainable economically, then you won't save the environment because you need to survive economically. And what we did there is we wanted to create one platform that can actually get all these uh, different values of sustainability in one place. And that's what we did. So what we did is we actually um, created this platform. We joined forces with, um, it was 20 something, I don't remember, I think it was 21 designers, um, different designers from different places in the world representing different um, uh, mindsets, different uh, flavors, tastes, looks, feels, et cetera. And we created a different model. It was on-demand. So on-demand means it's sustainable from the environmental aspect of things. Everything there was made for that show. No waste. If um, so there's, everything was made you know, in short cycles. So designers came over, designed, they had an idea. The, that idea became um, you know, reality on fabric within a matter of, of of a couple of hours. Um, so if you look at a designer creating a full collection for a runway, that will take them, what, four, six, six months? They did, we did it in three to four weeks. You know, some collections were actually two to three weeks for a full collection to the runway. So that is a completely alternative model of, of making things happen. And it's not only on, on the way in, it's also on the way out. So you see something on the runway and then you see it on, you know, on the shelves at the store a year later. Here, it's not the case. You made it for the runway, you can make it a day after. So whatever you see can be available a minute after. So that is a completely different alternative of a business model. That is an alternative business model, alternative economics for how you make things in the fashion industry. So that's from the economy side of things. From the environment side of things, as as we said, it's there's no waste. Everything is on demand. There's no overproduction, not for making the clothes and not for after for selling them. Okay. So there is no overproduction and no using uh, no using any uh, polluting technologies or, or techniques to actually make the clothes. So that's from the sustainability aspect of things. And from the society um, aspect, uh, it was all about inclusion. So for us on the runway, um, there is no one ideal model of beauty. So it was genderless, ageless, sizeless, um, every size, every color, every every, every feel, every look. Um, everyone could be there, and 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 for me that was that was the key thing. I think that um, just thinking back of how many super exciting and emotional moments we had during that week is just insane and and that for me is is this is when i knew that we hit the nail on its head you know it's we yeah we we hit the mark because if 
we celebrated way more than who we are as a company, way more than what our technology could do. Uh, we celebrated humanity and what fashion can do to humanity in, in that sense. And I think this is what we managed to do there, uh, which again, for us was a very transformational, um, a transformative moment. Um, and we continue to do that. So we're actually getting ready for um, this this year's um, Cornet Fashion Week Tel Aviv. And we're coming to London this year as well in the middle of the year um, with a big uh, fashion event that we're going to include a lot of new concepts and new ideas uh, around not only where fashion is today, but where fashion should be and will be um, in the future. So it's so exciting. It really is. I mean, you know, this isn't marketing. This really is action speaks louder than words. This is transformative, it really is, because you're sharing and guiding the fashion industry towards the light with absolute collaboration and making all of those technologies available to them. It really is, it's amazing. I really look forward to seeing you in London in the summer and I'm absolutely sure everybody listening will be so excited about that. Omar, you know, I did watch all the videos coming out of LA. I watched a lot of them live actually as well. And, uh, you know, hats off to all of you. You absolutely rocked it. You really did show how on-demand manufacturing can provide a sustainable, responsible manufacturing solution for the fashion industry. Um, Tell me, how did the audience live, how did they react to all of that? So... uh I think that the audience itself reacts to what they see, and what they see, what 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 they saw was 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 just amazing. I'm not sure how many of them really understand what's behind the scenes. Um, you have to know a little more in order to uh, to appreciate how things were done differently. But I think that the excitement was there, and for us, that was that was the key proof of concept you know that the key point of proving the point that you know yes it can do it can have all these values and be real fashion so there's no it's not like you know it's sustainable it's like you know it's it's healthy but it doesn't taste good no i I don't want that you know i want this this and that and i think that this is what we managed to do and i think that what we created and this is so important for us that on the front end of the house you know it was a fashion show it was it was a a fashion show that's how fashion shows look like you know it it's like, oh it doesn't look so yeah but it's sustainable oh no i understand no that was not our aim our aim is to actually get all the extravaganza in 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 one place and it was there they were like they were i think the variety was out there and i think this is what was exciting for 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 people the variety of of the models that walked on 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 stage and and the crowd and the audience and the different types of collections and designers all coming from different backgrounds and and expressing themselves and their artistics uh, their artistic values and 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 aspirations in different manners and different ways and i think that it we managed to capture that to capture that that variety that inclusion and on the back end of it it was all sustainable. So I think there was a very big difference of what the designers experienced and what the um, the front of the house experienced, the audience. The audience, they enjoyed the fashion show. The designers actually, was a, as it was a very, very unique experience because they needed to work completely differently than they're used to. 
Um, exactly, but they don't know how. To, they didn't know how to do it. It almost looks from from anybody in the fashion industry. They know they need to reinvent themselves. They know exactly what they need to do. But it's very much a case of, oh my god, where do I start? Where do I start? And for me, that was what was so palpable about just watching. You know, when you started in Tel Aviv, then taking it, you know, to New York, and then bringing it over to LA. Um, that's what was so palpable. The excitement was so palpable, but the transparency of what you were doing and the messaging um, was exactly a learning, an ongoing learning experience for the industry at large that is digestible. It really is. Um, just watching all of your marketing as everything was dropping out and the incredible content that you've, that you've created that you could now continue with that messaging as you build up to the events this year. So I think you actually really described it really, really well because you actually described a very, very um, clear journey that we we actually um, had with each one of the designers. It's exactly that journey because it's it starts with with a combination of um, skepticism and I want to learn. And then it's like, mm, that's interesting, but I'm not sure. And then they start playing with it, and it's um, it's about the gaps. So it doesn't do exactly like you know this, and it's not exactly like I'm used to. And then suddenly you see a click. Suddenly something happens. Um, and with each one, it was a different. It was a different moment. So with one design, I remember, it was uh, yeah that. They weren't happy in this and that. And then they sketched something on a napkin. And that sketch on a napkin became a dress in no time. And then it was like, wow, what just happened? And suddenly, and and suddenly it's like, whoa, now I get it. So yes, maybe can't do what I used to do in, in here or there, but there's a whole new world of opportunities and now I want to play with it. And that was kind of like the journey. It was like very, you know, it was skeptic. It was unaware. Then so, okay, I understand. Very interesting. Oh, a lot of gaps. And then suddenly something clicks and you just see the opportunity and what it can do and not only what the limitations that as any technology, you know, um, many times um, people, you know, with digital transformation, not only with us, not only with print, digital transformation, the key um, uh, headwinds are usually, it's like, you know, I, it's not quite like we're used to. You no, know, I, you know, I like the crackling sound on vinyl. I'm not sure if I want to switch to digital. And then suddenly, yeah, but you know, I can stream whatever kind of music you want. You know what? Forget about the crackling sound. I'm happy because you know there's a world of opportunity here, and I'm I'm willing to to transition. And by the way, I still have vinyl at home because, again, there's 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 place and there's enough room for everything. But I think that that understanding that there are a lot of opportunities out here that there's actually absolute almost absolute freedom of creativity because whatever i want i can actually see in in no time and i don't have that risk assessment no you know it won't look good so maybe i'm not going to order it in advance and no it's like you can a b test whatever you know creative idea you have and and this is the journey that we went through with each one of those designers and i think that it was uh it was again it was it was just defining that journey that 
an entire industry need to undergo. Yes, and will take time because these things take time. Um, but yeah, but it, this is the journey and this is a journey that we went through with those designers and we're going to go through with, with new designers every time because again, it's about bringing that community of creators um, into the new world. Isn't it? That's the light bulb moment for the creative with digital technologies that is. And showing them that you're actually saving resources, you're saving time, money, energy, stock, all of those things by shifting to an on-demand model. It's just a question of how do you do it? Do you onboard the technology yourself or do you go third party? But I think I think for me as well, watching what's going on in the marketplace is for the amount of knowledge that the fashion industry needs to onboard. And that's what's so great about what you guys have been doing. Yeah, I think that uh, you, you touch on a very interesting point about um, the talent and the capabilities and the need to onboard them into the industry. And I think that there's there's something that uh, should be addressed here because I think that when you talk about onboarding new talent and new capabilities into the fashion industry, I think that you touch on a very important point here. Um, because when a, when a genuine transformation and a real revolution takes place, then the rules of the game change. So it's not the same. It's not the same talent that you need anymore. And if you zoom out and you look about what is the talent out there, um, there's new kind of talent out there that is going to become super relevant for fashion. Because um, think about the music industry and and the digital transformation. Not only changed the business model, it changed the definition of of what is a hit. It changed the definition of who is a published artist. How do you become a published artist? You can do it at your home, and and I think that this is where fashion industry is going these days. Especially if you take into account virtual fashion, then what does it mean to become uh, a virtual fashion designer? It's a completely different set of capabilities. And there are a lot of creators out there that can already do it. And they're not a part of what we now consider or define um, the designers of fashion or the creators within the fashion industry. So I think that there is so much untapped potential of creativity out there that can be actually drawn into fashion that will just it, it will just, it will make everything explode, you know. In a good way. <laughs> there are so many layers of application, aren't there, as well? Because when you look at all of the peripheral new technologies that are onboarding, 3D avatars, you know, all of that, the metaverse, all of those things, NFTs, all of that stuff that's going on. And, you know, a lot of people really don't understand all the various bits and pieces, and that's fine. You don't have to. Um, it, we just have to gradually, incrementally onboard these. But what is so important is that, Online e-commerce has changed so much. So it used to be absolutely fine <clears throat> for you to see um, a static impression of the product. But as human beings, as we onboard all of this incredible technology, our expectations grow and grow and grow and grow and grow. So what we now expect to have in our online experience is a beautifully created 3D avatar that at the moment spins round, but in six months you actually want to be able to have your own avatar True. in there and wear it for a Zoom call. You know, there is so, so, so much to change. But in all of that, there are points and touch points of transaction, aren't there? Because you can choose to purchase that item at any of those points 
in the e-commerce store. And at that point, that's where we as you know, technology innovators have to underpin everything by making sure that when you do make that purchase, the physical product meets all of your expectations. True. And that's that's where all of the plug-in softwares really come to play, don't they? Where we, you know, digital materials, color management, all the expectations like that, you know, customizing things within gamut on screen, online. So it will actually arrive in a beautiful parcel and not be sent back to the customer. Because of course, that's the other fantastic thing about online for e-commerce and customized. You know, 40% of most e-commerce orders actually go back. People get into this terrible cycle, don't they, of returning everything. But if we can cut that out, you know, not only are we saving 30% on markdowns, we're saving 40% on shipping and global e-com, moving everything around. So, yeah, it's just it's such an exciting time. And, you know, from where we started initially, you know, how corny as a company has changed in that you are now underpinning your technologies with the software that people need to make these leaps or steps, whatever they choose. Yeah. So understanding the entire ecosystem and one needs, what are the challenges that yeah. needs and the gaps that need to be breached in order to, to make that happen. And, and, and what I think what you, what you managed to, to grasp there is is something a lot bigger than just the evolution of e-commerce. It's the evolution of our experience in, in the digital world. Because right yes. now, when, when we shop, we just shop. We just shop on e-com instead of walking down the street. But when we walk down the street, we don't just go shopping. We do something else beyond that. And I think that the e-com experience that we have right now is stripped down from that experience. You know, we go on whatever site that it is that we're going on because we want to shop that's it so it's i'm not as not as a person but as a consumer and what we see right now is we we see a completely different level of experience i'm i'm experiencing um it's it's way more immersive you know as a person i want to do stuff some of these things are also buying stuff so i I want to look at nice things and you know sometimes i want to buy it as well i want to play i want to i want to i want to interact um and you know what oh that's a nice dress if it's if i say someone it's a nice dress it doesn't mean that i want to buy it right now you know once in a while i say hey that's a nice dress where did you buy it maybe i'll I'll buy one as well um i personally don't really wear dresses but so that's a pretty bad example but you get my (laughs) you get the point Shirts, you, do shirts. Um, no, I, you know, I can wear a dress once in a while. Who knows? Um, so um, I think that this is where things are going. It's it's way more than just, hey, be, instead of shopping in the street or in the shopping mall, come shop at shop.com. It's, it's not that anymore. It's about something else, much more immersive yeah. and much more inclusive in its, uh, in its experience. And I think, yes, there are a lot of gaps and a lot of challenges that we need to bridge in order to make that a seamless uh, experience for for people, not for consumers, for people. Um, yes, and this is this is where we're we're aiming right now to to take that to carve out that space of fashion uh, within that uh, world that we're going into um, and make that um, a, a viable uh, reality, basically for for people. Sounds so exciting, Omar! Can't wait. You know. It's, it's just this whole industry, the, the speed with which we're adopting, adapting the new technologies, things, as you say, never even would have thought of three or four years ago. Um, suddenly they arrive and that triggers another invention and another entrepreneurial business idea. And we just keep the speed with which we're growing 
technologies is it's insane. Phenom- it's insane. It's phenomenal. And that's why the quest for knowledge grows so much because we're in this business. We work in this industry. Goodness knows what happens to people outside of it trying to grasp how on earth is this going to work then? You know, it's our messaging, sharing knowledge, collaboration within our industry is so much so important for our future and for the future of the adoption of all of the technologies that we are discovering together, really. Um, Omar, thank you so, so much for joining. In summary then, Omar, what excites you most about 2022? And perhaps if you had a magic wand, what would you change? You know, what would you like to change first or what's 22 going to bring? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Ah, 22 is going to bring a lot of new uh, things. I think 22 is going to be um, Mm -hmm. a lot of exploration into the new worlds of virtual fashion, um, which means by definition, tons of failures. So it's going to be a full year of failures, of of failed experiments. Um, There's going to be huge success in in a lot of areas that we know how how they are progressing, but it's going to be a a very experimental year, uh, which is awesome. Um, You know, it's like um, failing experiments are really the best way um, uh, to learn. And I think that one of the things that I'm I'm most excited about is is by far the... um, Collaborations. Um, um, you started talking about, uh, you know, the the insane speed of, of, and it's not only the speed; it's it's also the, the just the sheer number and 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 of of different solutions. And it's this is not a singles game anymore. Yeah, uh, you can't you can't just win by yourself. And um, it's all about mm-hmm. collaborating. It's all about joining forces. And this is something that we started um, investing very very heavily already last year. Um, all the fashion events, everything. It's not us. It's 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 us yeah. gluing together so many players and and so many um, so much talent, which you know it's just out there, and you just need to enable um, uh, to grow and to work together. And I think. Uh, this is for me the most exciting. Um, I think part of 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 where we're going is that uh, the new horizon is so far ahead, and 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 the exploration is so out there um, that I think people are going to be more willing to collaborate, basically, because everybody's going to be pushed out of their comfort zone. And I think that that will create more collaboration within the industry in general. And I think this is, for me, this is what I'm most excited about. It's understanding that you really need to shift. And in order to make that shift happen, uh, you need to collaborate. And it's not only about you or or them or someone else. Um, It's about a joint uh, effort and a joint venture. And and of course, there's going to be winners and losers and people that, that, you know, I don't know, monetize more or people that, uh, you know, gain more of, of, of where we're going. But I think that it's um, the future is so big. The, the future is so big, so unique. And there are so many possibilities uh, for success. And I think that the number of players that can succeed in where we're going is so much larger than the number of players that are playing right now. Then I know that there are going to be so many new things that we haven't seen yet. Um, and that for me is, is just absolutely exciting. Oh, that's fantastic. Thank you so much. It really is. It's, you know, that, that horizon is now at the horizon moves incrementally all of the time, but it's, we're all part of the jigsaw puzzle, aren't we? And we're all part of a, a global responsible 
movement towards responsible opportunities. And I think that has been the big play from COVID. It's lights on. We all have to collectively do something about sustainability and responsibility. And we have the technologies about bringing those technologies to play with incredible um, companies such as Cornet Digital. And as you said, there's, well, no, nobody's single anymore. It all has to be about collaboration. That's wonderful. Fantastic. Thank you so much for your honesty and all your visionary ideas as always, Omar. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk with you. And I really look forward to seeing you in person somewhere very soon, hopefully. Same here. It was a pleasure. Thank you for having me. And um, we'll probably see each other in London pretty soon. I hope so. Say hi to the team. Take care. Bye-bye. You too, Debbie. Thank you for having me.